episode 75. We're three quarters of the way there. <laughs> Does that mean we're stopping at 100? No, it's just a milestone. <laughs> today is today's topic. Today's topic is like a cool one, really. I have a feeling I'm going to be on a soapbox. The evolution of the coach's role in our client's journey. That's a heavy topic. Yeah. <laughs> Can you hear me pondering away? Like start to finish. So like day one, well, and not finish because there yeah, really I is no end point. I keep questioning you saying life cycle, finish. It doesn't stop. But there is a starting point. So like the coaches roll from day one when we talk to them first and how that evolves as they evolve in their own little journey too. Um you know, as they achieve their goals and get new goals or get further down the line or further into their experience, you know, and like need to reorientate their goals, the coach's role becomes a little bit differentiated along the way, no matter where you are on that journey. And I know that a lot of our listeners will be able to relate to this. Um, and just my hope is at the end of this episode that like you have a clear understanding of like where you are on that spectrum and like what you need from a coach in terms of like their role to help you continue moving forward. I think it's safe to say that they might not even know what they need from a coach. Also, I feel like yeah. generally the coach knows what they need at that point in time. Arguably that's our job. <laughs> yeah. Admit more than one way. The people that like have goals, that's a good start. It's the people that like don't have goals are, are probably not even on that spectrum at all or they're like obviously at the very very beginning yes which hopefully most of our members have goals because they've listened to our episodes on how to set goals episodes six and seven or seven and eight one of the two are you just pulling numbers out of nowhere? <laughs> no i know that it's in between five and eight <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna challenge that i don't think it's correct. five but i think it's six and seven or it's seven and eight all right, I'm gonna look in. I'm gonna look into that. Two most popular listened episodes. No, I feel like the one about you is the most popular oh. episode. Just saying. Anyway, tangent. And oh, sorry. Before we even start, did anybody tell you their favorite chocolate bars? Nope. Ah, me neither. Somebody said they cried. Look, cried. They cried. They had some emotional connection to last week's episode oh from the whole entire episode yes, not no, a chocolate, chocolate bar talk bars. i was like oh that's sad i better go buy them a chocolate bar seven and eight you're number six there i was correct yeah anyway sorry Side note. listen to episode seven and eight if you do not have goals <laughs> and then find yourself a coach <laughs> right and then on this episode we'll tell you the coach's role <laughs> all right so Tell us what the sort of journey of both the client and the coach looks like as they um, go through this process. So obviously when the new client comes in and we have that first conversation with them in our no sweat intro, a lot of that conversation is just like finding out what their goals are. You know, what are the things that they want to accomplish? And they're coming in because they have problems, right? My clothes don't fit. I don't feel great. I am out of shape. You know, I have these health concerns, whatever that list of problems is, 
we have solutions. And the coach's role in that particular moment is to teach that new client all of the methods that they'll need and um, give them the tactics that are going to help solve those problems for them. So in the first primary interaction, that goes, that coach's role, I joined my words together there, that coach's role is as a teacher, right? A mentor. We're going to give you the information that you need that is going to help you solve your problems. Um, as that client kind of progresses through that prescription or whatever they may have been given at, at their very first um, interaction with us, you know, they'll achieve their goals, right? And as that process continues, it needs to be refined. And so that coach will work with them to help continue guide them through that process. It's like, okay, well, here's what we started out doing. Here's the changes that we're going to make. And I'm going to help you manage those changes as we keep going. So maybe it's like changing up their fitness program or changing up their nutrition regime or whatever it might be. The coach is guiding them through that process. Um, you know, they're still working closely with them at that time. Later on, as the, as the client continues to achieve their goals, there might be a period of time where they might separate and continue working on their own and taking on their program by themselves, where they still may continue working with their coach. And the coach becomes more of like somebody used to reorientate them and keep them forward facing to, to always continue pushing forward. Um, you know, those changes that need to be made become a lot harder to see. Or sometimes they're just like blurred by a lot of noise, right? There's lots of stuff happening around. It's easy to get distracted and not really stay focused on what it is that you need to be doing, whether it's like your fitness stuff or your nutrition, especially your nutrition, I would say the deeper that you get into this. Um, so the coach is like more serving as like a reorientation or a refocal, a person to refocus them, the client. And that process kind of repeats itself, right? Because as you get deeper into this, you want to learn new things, right? So an experienced client can then begin the cycle over again as they get taught a new process and then continue on through that, that cycle again, where the coach just plays the exact same roles that it goes like, okay, I'm going to continue to challenge you in this way. Here's the new skills that we're going to learn. Like maybe someone, for example, just learns the basic nutrition things along the way. And as they get deeper into it, they want to learn how to track macros. So now we've got to start over because I am introducing a brand new skill to you that you may not have any context or education on. Cool. We're going to learn that from scratch. And I'm going to help guide you through that process until you're ready to carry that out on your own, or you're, we're at a level of comfortability where we can work together through this. Does that make sense? Well, to me, it does. <laughs> I hope the listeners are nodding their heads as well. Um, I think just from like, when I look at this from like an outside the box perspective, this is probably the most like clear I've been on this in 11 years of operating, you know, just like seeing the path that our clients can progress through and how our coaching roles parallel that, you know, the value of having that person there with you differs as you go. Why does somebody need to play these roles when they're trying to achieve something? Well, at the base level of it, it's a, a layer of accountability, right? Knowledge is not the answer. Action is. Like anybody can go and find out this information on the internet. You can have, there's free workout plan. Like for, you just go to YouTube and type in a workout and you can find a workout on YouTube, right? But what is going to make you go down into your basement at 9 PM and go and knock out that workout? Like I just spoke to somebody yesterday who was telling me all about how they, that was like why they quit working out was because they couldn't motivate themselves 
no one was there expecting them to do these things, right? So having that coach there with you, telling you what changes you need to make, but then holding you accountable to make those changes gives you that actionable layer that will make you more successful, right? You can gain that knowledge anywhere. And heck, we're going to give you that knowledge, but that doesn't mean that you're going to go out there and implement it, right? We can tell you how to work out, but it's not going to make you work out. We can tell you how to eat, which we do every day in our free group there, but it's not going to make you eat better. Yeah. Would you agree? Yep. Definitely. hundred percent. And I know that of myself too. You know, that's why I have coaches for everything that I do, fitness, nutrition, everything, because I'm the one that gives the knowledge out to others. Yet my own actionable layer is not that great. I need somebody to push me in the right direction and clear that noise and that distraction for me to keep me moving forward and accountable to my own goals. If you had to pick, so let's say you broke it down into three different kind of progressions um, through the spectrum, which area would be the most important if you had to pick? Like, like the teaching, the, the guiding, oh, the reorientating would be one. the most important, uh-huh. most valuable. Ooh, that's most valuable. We have to pick one or like, I don't know whether you say most valuable provides most impact. Um, I would say at the beginning, like, I think at the beginning, if, because obviously you're coming to me with this list of problems, you are acknowledging these problems. Right. And so that means you're asking for help. And I'm sitting here giving you the tools that will help you clear those problems or at least make those problems improved and your level of action on that part. Like we, we all know that when you first start out on this stuff, your progress on the, is not linear. It's pretty exponential right off the start. And then it might level off. So in terms of like ROI at the beginning, your action is going to skyrocket your progress in the middle. So I can't pick just one. They all, the context is so different in the middle. If that's where like, you may be just going up and down, up and down just slightly. Right. And so your action through the middle is what can continue your progress to be linear instead of this up and down, up and down and not really seeing anything. So it may be harder through the middle. Maybe it's more important through the middle that that's where you need to really chime in and keep it linear and make it linear, not keep it linear, but make it linear. My answer was the middle. Yeah. I think it's more impactful right off the start in terms of like ROI, but in the middle, that's the part that's going to solidify it for the long run. And I think that's the part that some people miss out on, right? It's like, you may try it at the beginning, but maybe your effort isn't fully committed, or maybe you just don't try it at the beginning and you've now missed out on that opportunity. No, missed out is the wrong word because you can always come back and start again. We told, we talked about this being a cycle, but like you've just delayed where that gap happens, you know? Yeah. Like I think you're taking away opportunity from yourself. Yeah. Right. Opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. And, And I mean, if you continue going, when you're, you're really deep into this, the level of importance is probably even, <laughs> it's equivalent, if not more so, because I think you can, it's very tempting to reach a level of um, what's of, like, almost like you settle, right? Like you're in this routine, you work out Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you 
eight, 80, 20, like life is good. You know, it's very, very casual and set back and like, you know what to expect, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that you're still making progress though. This is more what I would consider like maintenance mode, settling mode. If you want to hit progress, it, you're going to really have to dig deep at that point, you know? That just reminded me of a message I got actually back in September from a, from a member and it was a podcast idea. And he said, maintain or gain deciding when, or if you've met your goal, so happy where you are at, or if you want to continue pushing yourself. Wow. And I, and I think about that because it's like, that's where a coach comes in handy to guide you with that, to help you decide if settling is appropriate for you. Cause arguably that can be appropriate for somebody. Um, and then my response to him was, or do you find a new goal and put effort towards that to help them? He's like, yeah, I get what you're saying. <laughs> but I think that's also like that, that A, that's a great question. Mm-hmm. B, I think just our culture here is always forward pushing, right? Like, I don't want to say that settling is a bad thing, but I just don't think that people really reach their full, like their full potential, right? You have so much room to grow. And that's always been my message about everything. Mm -hmm. And I'm very upfront and forward facing on that message. So I think that like, if you come to that point where it's like gain or maintenance mode, like push yourself to continue, keep going, you know, what else can you achieve? I think that depends on what the goal is. Right. Yeah. I mean, if your goal is like weight loss and your body fat is already at like yeah. 10%, like, okay, cool. We can chill it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also had a conversation with one of my remote clients and she said she was actually working with one of our nutrition coaches and she gave up an opportunity to continue on with her nutrition. Um, she was happy with where she was at, the changes and all of that stuff, but she wanted to take that focus and put it elsewhere and, and work towards other goals that she had, which I thought was really great that she had that knowledge and understanding of choosing to focus on this nutrition was going to require a lot from her, Yeah, but she knew she wanted to put her energy into some other, um, stuff that that she could benefit from in that moment. She was happy with where her nutrition was at, but she knew she could be a better person, a better mom, a better educator if she chose to focus on other things. And I thought that was kind of cool the way she and continues to shift her focus. I thought that was neat. And the coach conversation in that respect can be like, Hey, cool. Like, I think that's great. I'm not the person to help you do those things or whatever, mm-hmm. but like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So acting as that filter in that regard yeah. that is awesome yeah that was really cool very very interesting can you talk yeah no i am it's a, it's a deep a deep cycle can you talk more about could somebody come into this spectrum not at the beginning um yeah Absolutely. I still think there's an element of teaching that they need when they first start. Okay. So then my question would be how, like, if you were the the gap between like how they progress from like being that, that new client to the next stage, 
would just look smaller and it yes. might, it might happen faster than somebody who has like no gym experience or no food experience, right. Or that gap is going to be a lot bigger. Okay. Let's go this scenario. Current member working towards a goal, not working with a coach. How do they decide when they need a coach? When their progress is not happening, stalled, or they just don't know how to get there. And like, yeah, and that would be the situation where the teaching portion yeah. would probably be less. Or maybe they do know how to get there. They may not have the resources to do it. So when, would they jump in? Well, I guess if they so don't have resources. My question is, would they jump into the guiding process? But I guess if they don't have the resources to get it, you'd have to yeah, teach so something. A specific scenario I'm thinking of is somebody who's been a long-term member um, goes through an injury wants to rehab that injury knows that they need to be working with a coach in a personal training environment, but doesn't know what they need to be doing to rehab that injury, to get them back to where they're going. Okay, cool. Like, I'm going to teach you all that stuff. I'm going to help hold you accountable show up and do this work. It's not going to be fun. It's going to be boring, but we're going to do it. And you're going to be 10 times better when you return to where you were. as an example, or somebody like has a running goal and they, they know they want to run this 10 K, but they don't know how to get there. They, so, you know, they know they need to run. They just don't know what they need to be doing. They also should be doing some strength work. So I'm going to teach you about that. And I'm going to teach you about what your running needs to look like to make that better and get you to your goal a little bit faster. So it's safe to say you probably never enter midway. Yeah, I, I think there's always an element of teaching. I just think that gap between the transition just becomes smaller. Like you might ex expedite your progress through a little bit quicker. You know, somebody who mm -hmm. may come into this program with macro experience, but I still need to start them on the foundational things because it doesn't matter if you're eating McDonald's and whatever to hit your thousand calories, but if I can get you eating better foods and whole foods and understand that whole process and you do that really quickly, cause you understand that process, you're just going to get to the second level a little bit quicker. There's no specific waypoint, you know, or check mark. I would say, I think it's all a client comfort level and like to an, to a certain degree, achieving their goal, whatever that goal may be be but I don't want to hold that over them because sometimes it's out of their control I think their experience and their mastery of that experience is kind of like what dictates their transition through that I like that word mastery okay well I'm going to challenge you on that do I need to be a master of <laughs> no. whatever I am at to move forward though no so like what am I mastering your consistent practice of it. Well, mastering and mastering consistency tells me I need to be perfect before I can move. Well, I guess it depends what, what you deem as like, are you following? You're like putting the reps in rule, is right? what I'm saying. Because if you put the reps and the effort in, most likely you're going to end up a lot closer to your goal than if you don't.
I mean, this is contextually based. That could change based on what the goal is. Can you talk more about the importance of spending time in that like reorientation phase? This one's hard because I think this type of experienced athlete or person or individual or whatever is sometimes set in their own ways. Um, and arguably somebody new coming into the program is also set in their ways too. It can be too, but I think like you, and the most obvious thing that comes to mind is somebody's like, well, when I did this, when I went, when I lost all this weight, this is what I did. So I, I know I have to do that again, but that may not be the answer four years later. Now you're menopausal. And back then you weren't, you know, for example, um, sometimes these conversations are so some of the most headstrong ones you have to have. They're like, no, it's okay. This is the actual route that we need to go. We need to just clear all this noise that's like happening. It could be also overwhelm. Um, just like the loss of progress almost too. I guess that's almost the same conversation as the last one. It's like, well, when I lost all this weight, this is what I did. So I need to be doing that. I think it's important in that regard. And I, the thing that's great about people that have been in this, in the process this long and have, have reached that level where they have this relationship with the coach that the coach is used to reorientate them and keep them forward moving is that they have that trust built into that coach or that system. So they know that they can bring up these problems and whatever the decision is or whatever the path forward that's laid out for them they'll most likely go down that path and then they re-enter that cycle and through it again. We were talking before we started recording that I brought up that I think that role gets played throughout the whole process. And like, I, I've had clients where they've set these goals and we're working towards them, but then all of a sudden we aren't like, the reorientation is happening because those goals are now changing and like we're not making it to that goal because that goal is no longer important something else is important so that that filtering actually happens like way before even the goal is met like it happens more along the guiding phase yeah and i think that's why like i don't want to hold them like actually achieving the goal is the standard that moves them from one to another i think it's just the process of like having a being in that goal chasing process. And like we talked, the filtering part of it can happen at the beginning too, that like when someone comes in here and they've tried 25,000 different programs and all they know is what they know to be able to filter through that and be like, no, this is, this is what's important about everything that you know. As a client with coaches like you yourself, what, area is most valuable for you as a client with coaches like myself like you you yourself as a client oh with my coaches, coaches. yes sorry um the then. end one or the last one the reorientation interesting I would have thought you said the guiding in terms of like accountability well, there's accountability layer to it all but like the reorientation one is like I always know that I have someone in my back pocket that'd be like hey 
like I'm lost. I have these goals and I'm just like, I'm not doing it. Can you put me back on the path I need to be on? What do I need to be doing? I feel a little lost. Like that's generally the conversations that I'm having. That like sometimes I get distracted from like my original goal or like whatever my goal is at that time. And that coach just kind of like clears all the distractions for me and like keeps me pushing forward. Like is, are those things actually going to help me achieve my goal? No. And then we have this kind of conversation that revolves around that. So for me and where I am in my athlete journey or just like personal, personal journey on all regards, I think that's the layer that is more impactful for me. I don't do well in the first one, <laughs> the teacher role or like working with the teacher. I'm more of a robot, right? So I don't like whatever you tell me to do, I'm just going to do. I don't care to know the why behind it until like maybe later. Do you ever put yourself into that position yep. though to be like, to like work with robots and like what that conversation looks like? <laughs> no, to like be taught something new to help you achieve your goals. I, as from a coach to a client, understanding the why is, <laughs> is very beneficial because it helps reinforce why you're doing those things so that you know if you understand it you're more likely to be on board with it like your buy-in is harder for me personally i'm already coming to that coach with the buy-in like i'm i've paid for your service to me that's my buy-in so whatever you're about to tell me i trust you with that information and i think that's an experience thing you know i've worked with coaches for many 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 years so I know that by paying this person, I'm already putting my trust in them for the information that they're going to give me. You know, from somebody who's coming into the gym for the first time, they may not have that level of experience, you know? So you, so you are the client that bypasses the teaching one is what, so... So yes, there are people who don't go through the teaching. Well, I don't want to say I don't go through it. I think I'm the one with the small gap. I'll like push myself through it really fast so that I don't have to spend a lot of time there. So you'd prefer to come in. Yeah. And avoid that space. But arguably, that's also why I'm not successful in a lot of the that's things. That's why that, I asked, like, do you ever put yourself yeah. in a position to be taught? That's why to I, help improve? I get caught in these vicious cycles. So I feel, I feel like you start at the end and work your way backwards and never really make it to the teaching part. Is that not That's relatable to everything else? From this conversation. <laughs> Guys, don't do it that way. Start at the beginning. Be patient. Do as I say, not as I do. Well, you only say that so many times. But honestly, right? Because you said... Like the most valuable part to you is that filter part, but it sounds like you always go to that part to get you started again. Right. Yeah. I, with coaches I have experience with, Yes. right. Like, but if I'm starting with a new coach that I've never worked with before, then obviously it starts at the beginning. But like I said, that the gap is just small window. Yeah. That gap is just small. Like the window is you paying somebody and then the window <laughs> again, do as she says, not as she does. Let me make all the mistakes so that you don't have to. Start at the beginning. <laughs> Be patient.
Um, any other advice in terms of like why having a coach is important or the roles a coach plays? Or soapbox words for this spectrum? I think that if you sit and just sort through what kinds of problems are you facing? Like, honestly, make a list of all the things that you feel like you're up against, right? How many of those things are you trying to take on on your own? How long have you been trying to take those things on by yourself? And like, how many times have you gone back to the beginning to start over again, to butt up against them, to start over again? So, you know what I mean? Like, that cycle and how much time has elapsed over that cycle you know people can spend four or five years making the same mistakes over and over and over again and not making any progress when you could pay somebody and hire them to show you the way to teach you the things that you need to know and guide you through that way so that you don't make those mistakes anymore and look at how much time and effort you could save yourself if you had that coach there beside you to guide you along that way, you know, and then arguably that last part of the cycle, that reorientation role of the coach, like that is so valuable to have that person in your corner in that role, because you always have that confident, that confident, how do you say that confidant there, that trusted person who like knows this journey that you've been on and can help pull you back when you start to step off the wrong way. You know, I, it's the time thing for, it's the time and effort thing for me. They're like, how many, how much time are you going to spend, spend spinning your tires in the mud before you get to the point where you're like, I just can't do this anymore. Or maybe you don't even get to that point because you don't even realize that you're doing it. They're like, you're fighting the same demons for four or five years. And like, you just can't get past that. And that's what sets us apart is like our ability to coach you through that. Like we have that, those tools, we have those tactics that can help you go from that beginning stage to get to that later experience stage all the way. I'm very biased, obviously. Like I said, I have a coach for everything. And I've seen that value over the years, time and time again. So my listener question or like my listener reflection, I'm going to call it today, <laughs> is like, where are you on that spectrum? Are you even on that spectrum? List out your problems. What are you fighting? How long have you been fighting those things for? Where's the coach going to help you make the most progress? Or like, where can the coach Guaranteed the coach can help you through those things. Are you humble enough to ask for help? Like, why are you fighting that cycle over and over again? Like, why are you so headstrong about asking for help? What is your reluctance? And then like, arguably, if you're in the later stage of that spectrum, if you're in that, that re where that coach serves as a reorientation, like, where are you right now? Are you still on path? Like, can you see clearly what you need to be doing next? Like, do you know what you need to do? Do you know how to do it? Like, what is the next thing? 
And if you don't know what that is, that's where the coach is there for you to, to continue to show you what that next thing is. Share those answers with me. This stuff gets me going. <laughs> you haven't said anything for like, I, you're on your soapbox. <laughs> I'm just letting you have out. <laughs> We're just super passionate about helping people. And I think that's very evident in almost every episode that we record or how we conduct ourselves day to day. You know, hope is what we want to do. And Coaching is the best way to do it. Oof. That was a good one. That felt good to talk it out. <laughs> do you need help down from your box? <laughs> it's pretty high today. It, it might be a 30 high. inch box today. All right. Um, listen, I'm going to give you a tip today. If you are fighting those battles time and time again, we run a free Facebook group called fitness health, nutrition, mindset in Yorkton, just search for us, add yourself in. And there's tons and tons of free resources in there that can start to push you forward on the right path. Um, as always follow our Facebook socials, Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. You can send us a message to give us your listener reflections. We would love to hear it this week. Thanks for listening. Episode 75.